Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. Today's episode is courtesy of the fantastic poet Jason Schneiderman. Hang tight, and I'll be back on March 27th. I'm Jason Schneiderman, and this is The Slowdown. I didn't learn to drive until I was 27. It's not because I'm a New Yorker. I finished high school in Maryland. And it's not because I had a principled opposition to fossil fuels, though I wish I could say it was. It's because I was in a car accident when I was 17. My friend Amy was driving us to school, and I realized that we were going to hit the other car. I didn't have a profound thought or think of my loved ones. The words that formed in my brain were stunningly banal. We're going to be late for physics. We missed physics class entirely, spending most of that day in a police station, filing reports and talking to her parents and my parents and the parents of the other driver. I made intellectual sense of the event. The accident wasn't serious. It was at a slow speed. We weren't injured. We hadn't been in a lot of danger. But at the police station and after, in conversations about insurance and money, and repairs, and responsibility, I just knew that I wouldn't be able to handle the aftermath the way Amy seemed completely equipped to do, at least from the outside. I didn't learn to drive not because I was afraid of driving, but because I was afraid of what could go wrong if I drove. It took me another 10 years to face my fears. Finally, Like the subjects of today's poem, I realized I was living a smaller life because I was afraid. Agoraphobia by Natasha Sage. Without even trying, I can think of a half dozen women afraid to drive, including my mother. Oh, maybe not afraid, period, but afraid of. Highways, the big city, cross-country, the Beltway, the high-speed merge, the GW Bridge, the circles in D.C. I always knew it as something to be feared and fought, because it crawls up on you like an ant that embeds itself like a tick that you have to burn out. Pluck by the pincers and shake loose. But the trick is finding it figuring out where it comes from and how it starts, the illness that keeps you inside for a few weeks, burgeoning traffic, or even some small incident barely worth mentioning or hardly noticed, a flat tire, a misplaced key. I remember my hands trembling on the steering wheel of my first car, driving around the block on my own, a new license securely in my purse and realizing it was no good, that square of paper. 
As I grew older, I became conscious of it in other women and saw that it wasn't just driving, that driving was only one facet of this stone. The friend who stayed in after the birth of her second baby as if suddenly the door had been locked from the inside and she and her daughter were drenched in gasoline and the world were a burning match. London shrank to the size of her house. Eventually, she made her way to the doctor, the supermarket, but she'd never really seen the city. And after a week, I knew it better than she and became her guide. In buses, she chattered, not looking where she was going. Is the fear more common in beautiful places? To know that always beyond one's reach is the Place de Vosges or the Pantheon, to be savored in tandem, if at all. Some women never get over it. Their worlds shrink to the size of their bodies and then still smaller, as when they feel their stomachs wrench at the sound of steps on the street. This madness carries itself sanely through the hours as one learns to compensate, having groceries delivered, living through the telephone. Like Marlena Dietrich at the end of her life in a Paris apartment, the feathered boas and smoking jacket sold discreetly piece by piece to pay for rent. Fear of the marketplace. Fear of buying and selling and of oneself being sold. For when all the clothes and memorabilia were gone, Dietrich knew that her body, the legs once insured by Lloyd's, the gravelly voice, the arched eyebrows, would be next to go. The Slowdown is a production of American Public Media in partnership with the Poetry Foundation. This project is also supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. To get a poem delivered to you daily, go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at slowdownshow. As a public media podcast, The Slowdown relies on donations from our community of listeners. Contribute today to help power our show for episodes to come. Visit slowdownshow.org slash donate. And thank you.